Do you ever need to just sigh? You know what I mean? Like, you just don't even have the words. And you just sigh. Well, I'm having a day today where there's been a lot of sighing. And I think it's warranted. But it leaves me frustrated. Frustrated that I don't have the words to say. And that I can't even express the depths of my frustration and grief. As you know, very recently, Jared and I lost our business because we determined I was just not well enough to continue. That has been heartbreaking. But I'd like to say certain things have gotten a lot easier, but then there are just those times where it weighs on you. I've had a really rough week. I wanted to go into this time with you today thinking and discussing about how we can embrace the small because I feel like that's extremely important. But I think a side that I hadn't thought of tackling is why does it matter to us whether what we embrace is big or small? I'm going to be really honest with you. I normally have a plan going into this podcast, and today I don't. It's just going to be you and me, and we are going to talk about embracing the small things and how to deal with the disappointment of not having the big things. So I guess we'll start now. Hey friends, I'm Cassie, and I'm a married Spoonie who lives the chronic illness life. Here each week, I'll challenge you to live intentionally and authentically, where every spoon you use has a purpose and every step you take matters. Welcome to Chronically Cultivating. Friends, I hope that you never experience the loss of a dream, but I think whether you have a chronic illness or not, everybody struggles with this and struggles with expectations that didn't follow through or plans that didn't work out. And everybody has had that happen, every human at least, that I've ever talked to. But what's really unique about a chronic illness is it wasn't a choice. There was nothing you could have done differently. There's no way to look at the situation and say, had I done this, XYZ wouldn't have happened. And I think that is a huge piece of the struggle with a chronic illness is that our independence and our ability to do things can be taken away with no fault of our own. And I think that's where it gets a little muddy. And basically what happened this morning was life didn't go as planned And I had been dealing really well with the loss of OST, and um, I have some really good practical things to share with you on that. But this morning, it hurt. Jared and I realized we had um, a final like loose end that we needed to tie up and handle, and it was so frustrating and so overwhelming. We got off the phone. Jared gracefully handled it. As I had a moment of weakness and I actually said to this person, we've already lost our business, haven't we lost enough? 
And I gave Jared the phone because I knew I couldn't handle it. And I pride myself on being a person that can handle things under pressure. But for some reason, this broke me. And as soon as Jared got off the phone, I just started bawling my eyes out. And he was frustrated, not with me, but with the situation. And we were both hurting. I cry when I'm hurting. And Jared gets frustrated. And that's, I guess, a pretty stereotypical male-female reaction. Jared took a couple minutes to collect his thoughts. And then he moved closer to me. Because we we have a couch that has, like, two recliners. So we're always on the ends. And he immediately came right over to me. And he held my hands and he just said, are you okay? And I couldn't even respond. I just, I was like crying in that, like, you're shaking and you can't even speak and you're like hyperventilating. You've got snot running down your face like that. That was my cry today. And he just immediately gave me a hug and just held me despite the fact that I told him I was getting his shirt all disgusting. And he just didn't even flinch. He just held me. And I actually said to him, you know, I was like, I know that God's plans are greater than our dreams, but this just hurts so much. We both just kind of sat there in this embrace. We had nothing to say because it was the truth. This hurts. We had also been coming off this week was just a really hard week for my body. We don't know why I had a flare in the way that I did. And, you know, we were reflecting before all of this happened, um, just on the fact that we were so fortunate at this point in my medical journey to be able to have home care so that I don't need to be in the hospital. And, you know, we have certain protocols and things that we have to keep in place here um, so that when my team checks in, they can kind of monitor me without me being in the hospital. So, you know, we were just talking about how even though it is miserable for me to feel the way I'm feeling, at least I was able to, you know, stay home ultimately. Then of course all of this happened and I immediately, my mind started filling with a thousand things. It was my mistake that brought on this loose end that we thought was tied that wasn't. And I felt and still feel so stupid. Like how could I have missed this mistake? And something that I've been wrestling with has just been feeling like a failure. Like the job that I made for myself and that I built and had the opportunity to, you know, do, I guess, um, I had already failed at that. I had failed him by not being able to provide because I got sick. I failed this little task. So immediately... And I just, I kept saying to Jared, I was like, I am so sorry. And he was like, no, honey, like, this is a lot. And it was just one of those things where he was like, this isn't your fault. This isn't my fault. This is what sometimes happens with grief. And it does, right? We start, the big thing 
takes up so much room that we lose sight of the little things. And I don't think that this just happens when we've had a loss. I think this happens to everybody. Hear me out. So in my mind, when we have anything big happen, a big move or a loss, like we were saying, maybe a transition to a new job or getting diagnosed with a chronic illness, even the most detail-oriented people can miss certain things when we're so focused on the big. And what I've learned about God is that he's a big God, and he has big plans for every single one of us, but he doesn't reveal them to us typically all at once. I would like to just sometimes peer over God's shoulder and, you know, like tap him a little bit and be like, hey, God, hey, yeah, so can you like fast forward five years and show me what life is going to look like? And of course, I can't do that, but that's what I want to do because I don't like uncertainty. I don't like not knowing what's coming my way. I think we all feel that way when we think about the big thing, we just get stuck trying to map everything out. And when we get so focused on figuring out God's plan, typically we stop focusing on God. And we all know that we need to be one with God and we need to be in his presence and seeking his face for him to guide us to where we're supposed to go. Anywhere he guides us, he will provide for us. But if we stop looking for his guidance, he's, his provision isn't always going to be seen. And what happened with this mistake that I made was I was so focused on the big picture, which in my mind was, you failed, this is where your body's at, and that's devastating, and you're done. So in my own processing. I got so fixated on what the loss meant that I wasn't able to focus on the little things. When I got diagnosed, all the big things in my life that were important got totally flipped upside down. And one of the probably greatest things, and I know I've talked about this before, so I'm not going to go super into it, is just being grateful for three things every day. That was something I was challenged to do after I had been through a really serious medical trauma. And it was one of those things where that was my goal. And they could be the smallest things, you know, grateful that the sun is out or that I brushed my teeth, like little itty bitty things that don't really matter to anybody else, but they should. And Out of all the years that I've had and struggled with chronic illnesses, I truly believe that one of the greatest gifts, though, I have been able to utilize throughout all of this is noticing the small. Because the small details really matter. And whether it's paying attention to the small things before a surgery and making sure that everything is right and not getting hung up on the surgery, but focusing in. I'm very good at that. And I'm sure you are too, because we start to get fixated on the little things. And sometimes 
it can be to an overwhelming, anxious place, but other times it's out of appreciation. Like, for instance, I love looking out the window in my office. It is probably one of my favorite things to do. And if you were here with me right now, in about a half an hour from right now is when all the dogs get walked. And I just see them all walk by. I am not ashamed to be a dog watcher. And I just get so excited. That is such a small thing that's really not important. But the thing is that it's important to me. Seeing plants grow and thrive is important to me. And this is all important. So that got me thinking. I just started thinking about how, you know, God has created such big, immaculate things, yet he is a part of every little detail. And I think just, I obviously recently with this loss, but as I look back on my life at other times and periods of dealing with loss and grief, um, it makes me kind of go, okay, God, so you've taken away the big thing. What's left? You know? And he always whispers to my heart and just says, I want you to embrace the small. I started understanding that even though I associated the big things in my life with purpose, that Like, that doesn't take away from the fact that God still cares about the details and the little things. And I was reading my Bible and came across Luke 12, 7. It was a really random verse. I don't even remember. I think I was reading through some notes for a Bible study, and this verse was in reference. But it, like, came off the page and hit me in the face And it says, um, and the very hairs on your head are numbered. So don't be afraid. You are more valuable to God than a whole flock of sparrows. But what got me was he has counted and knows the amount of hairs on our head. And I started kind of just going, God, you're not just a God of the big things. There's purpose in the small things too. And little by little, Things add up. So something that I started doing in light of this verse, even though I only came across this verse recently, so I shouldn't really say it was because of this verse because I've been doing it now for about a month. But before we went public announcing everything about season training, I knew that I needed to be celebrating every tiny victory because if I didn't, I think I would have gone crazy. So I actually kept a whole list, which of course I didn't pull out. So you're going to hear me grabbing for my power sheets where I have kept this list. And every single day I write down a little victory. And honestly, now that I'm looking at it, it's kind of amazing because you know what? Even if I wasn't able to do anything that society would feel was productive each and every day. I accomplished something. And you know what? That matters. 
God cares about the little things. Sometimes he calls us to do the little things, the things that people would feel are meaningless, but they matter because little by little, everything adds up. So for instance, one of them was that I was able to help organize the bedroom. Another, that I didn't throw up my breakfast, Um, that I slept in, uh, that I completed an entry in my journal, I got out of bed and was able to be downstairs on the couch. Um, I survived another taping, uh, just all sorts of things. And as I'm looking at this list, there are so many things that other people would not consider a victory. For instance, the one that I just read that made me say that was I wrote, I only fainted once today. And like, it just makes me laugh because that truly that day was an accomplishment. But to anybody else, they'll be like, what? Only once? And I'll be like, yes, only once. And it makes me think of yesterday morning. So as I had said earlier, I'd had a really, really, really bad week, um, exhaustion wise and fatigue and exhaustion for me, fortunately doesn't hit me extremely hard all the time. As I know there are some people that deal with horrific fatigue 24 seven. And I'm so grateful that at this point in my life, that's not where I'm at, but it seems to just sometimes come out of nowhere. And this week has just taken me down. And it was something where to explain my fatigue best to you, I do my write the word journal every morning. And that's the first out of four steps in my devotional time with God every day. And I would not even finish a journal entry. And I would legitimately be winded. My heart rate would be really high. And I would just be like, I I literally have to take a break. And it was so discouraging all week. I mean, it's, it's just been a mess, but back to yesterday. So I got up, you know, went to the bathroom to brush my teeth. And as I'm standing there brushing my teeth, I noticed something. And what I was noticing is that I didn't see any black spots because over the course of the week, I kept seeing those, you know, like the black dots you get when you're um, like about to pass out or when you're like really dizzy. That was what, what was happening every single day. And I noticed that I wasn't having that problem because we had noticed that by the time I was done with not even half my mouth, that was when I would need to literally just sit down on the edge of the tub and continue brushing my teeth and then just hang out there for a minute and catch my breath to just transition back into the bedroom, but that wasn't happening. And I looked at my heart rate because we've been monitoring it and it was below 140. And I, no joke, started like dancing in my head. Um, I was like, nope, like, like just focus, like just finish, make sure that this isn't like a trick that I'm falling for, but it wasn't. And I literally threw on some Taylor Swift and Jonas Brothers because they are my jam. And, um, (laughs) and I threw that on and I went into the bedroom and I did all my morning meds and vitals and like just all the different things that happen in the morning. I was sitting in my bed because I just finished all those, you know, still jamming out to music And I thought to myself, I was like, oh no, what if this is like 
just a fake? Like, what if I am just having this happen, but then in an hour, I'm going to be right back where I was. And I immediately stopped that thought process. And I was like, whoa, you need to be grateful for right now. This moment, this small victory, you need to be grateful for that right now. And it was like a weight was taken off my shoulders. I wasn't worried about was this about the big thing, which was how long was this flare going to last? That was our big thing kind of being over my head. And I didn't need to worry about that. I needed to just focus on right now in this moment, what was going on. And I ended up a couple minutes later, I looked at my devotional stuff that was upstairs and I looked across my room. I have a recliner in my room. So the reason that we have that is so that when there are times that I need to be upstairs and I am pretty much confined to my room or my bed, really, sometimes I just need a change of position. So we have a recliner um, up there and I really enjoy that, especially when I do need to just be resting and I just can't stand being in my bed anymore. But lately I have needed to be really reclined or laying down not sitting up. And when I write, I like to sit up. So I thought to myself, because it was just me here, Jared was at work. I was like, I think I have the energy to do my devotional on the recliner chair. And no joke, I smiled. I sat there starting that. And about maybe a half an hour later, Jared came home from lunch. I was so excited because I didn't tell him that I was up at the recliner, I just like kept it to myself. So when he walked in, because the first thing you see is the bed, not the recliner in our room. And he walked in and I just could totally tell he was like, where is she? And then I was like, hey, Um, and he came over and he was like, you're at the recliner. And I was like, yeah. And we were both so excited. That little victory would have completely been missed Had I just been focused on the fact we were worried about this flare or worried about, you know, like, oh, maybe my body's just teasing me. Like, no, we were able to celebrate that small victory, which to someone without a chronic illness, it may not seem like a huge victory to move from your bed to a recliner. But for all my spoonies out there, I am sure you know how important that victory was after a couple days of being in bed. I just immediately was like, God, thank you so much for allowing me to just sit in this recliner. And those are the little things that matter. God allows us to have so many little blessings, but when we're focused on that big thing that we can't understand or figure out or that we're struggling with, we miss all the little blessings that he gives us throughout the day. So I'm working really hard to focus on those small things, which is why I'm logging one tiny victory a day that I celebrate. Honestly, it's been so freeing. I'm enjoying it so much. One of the new things that I'm trying out also is to embrace each day. And that looks, you know, different every day. Um... But I'm kind of keeping a log going of that. It's different than a victory because what did I do that made that day matter? In the sense of 
like what memory did I make? I'm really, that's a better way to put it. What memory did I make? Because all those little victories matter. And even if all I can do is get through that one victory, the day matters. But I want to know what memory I made that day. So I'm also literally like I have these little short like five word sentences or like less than. And so one of the things in there was I gave him my best and I was having a really, really, really hard day. I think that was the same day that I wrote I only fainted once. I'm not sure. Um, But I think that was that day. It's little things like I sat up at the table and visited with family. I ate mac and cheese on National Mac and Cheese Day. Um, I FaceTimed my sister or whatever it is. Um, Even one of them is in here. Like one day was successful in packing and reorganizing. And another day was recognized my limits and rested. All these little things, whether they be little victories or memories, they all add up. And they make you into the person that God called you to be. He cares about all these little things. He cares so much about each and every little thing that he blesses you constantly through the day. And the blessing is however you perceive it. There are some days that I love the rain because I love the sound of rain. And I love when it rains at night and I can fall asleep with the sound of rain. Because I have a sound machine that I use. But when I can have like real rain, I love that. But there are also days where I'm equally as happy that it's sunny out. It all changes day to day. But my point in all of this is that when you choose to see the little blessings, God will show them to you. He will guide you to them. He will help you joyfully embrace them. I know that's one of my biggest goals right now in my personal life is to be a joyful wife specifically. Um, I really want to be someone that like when Jared thinks of an adjective for me, he thinks of joyful. That's really been a huge part of really, I guess, last two months, despite all the things that are going on and all the loss and all the hurt. So I don't know what your one victory is today. I don't know what memory you made. I want you to know that you matter, your story matters, and your everyday life matters. And it doesn't just matter to me. It matters to God. He will show up. Some memories don't always have to be positive either. You know what I wrote down for today? And I literally already filled it out, and I'm not at the end of the day yet. But I filled it out, and I just, again, wrote... I was able to do a hard thing for you, Lord. That was what I wrote. When I look back on my Embrace the Day log, because that's what I call it, and I see that, I'm going to remember this hurt, but I'm also going to remember that God gave me the strength to get through the day. He gave me the strength to look outside and be so grateful for the sunshine. He enabled me to see past my failures and remind me that I'm not only fiercely loved by him, but that I'm fiercely loved by my husband. I think that's worth our time. I say this as a recovering perfectionist. One of the things that I've started doing now that I've recognized, it is important to think of the big picture. But if we get too focused in on that, we can miss 
the small pieces of that plan coming together. So one of the things that is helpful is to do a log, like what I was telling you about, of either your small victory that day or what memory you made that day, whatever it is. But there's also a way to do this in your regular day-to-day life. So one of the things that I've been doing, I would say for quite a while now, through lots of trial and error, um, in my planner, I take out the things that I need to do over the week, and they're on their own separate sheet. And then I break each of the tasks that need to be done down into little pieces. So for instance, if my task is to mail out letters, I will turn that into four mini tasks of I need to write the letters, I need to address them, stamp them, and send them. Four things, four different goals, and four check marks. Another one would be laundry. I separate you know, it being by actually doing it and then putting it away or folding it, putting it away. Like those are three separate things. And what's really nice about it is that when I break down each of these goals for the day, because I do have to rest in between them. I mean, I wish I could say that my body was in a place where I can just bang all these things out, but that's simply not true. I definitely rest a lot during the day. I worked really hard on my power sheets. A goal of mine or like habit I wanted to introduce into my life was learning how to rest intentionally every day and in between tasks. So I've worked very hard to get to this point where I know when I need to just stop and rest and then communicate with my body and see if it can go back to doing what I wanted it to do before. But If you're like me and you like accomplishing those goals, but you just feel like things are so big and so heavy and so overwhelming, I encourage you to break it down. And I love the fact that at the end of my day, I see like 10 check marks in my list of things to do. And it's not just about the check mark, but it helps me recognize all the little things. All the little things that it took to reach that goal. So if you're struggling with goal setting right now, I would encourage you to start breaking things down. Recognizing that it's a lot of work for your body to do one task. So if one task is all you accomplish, that's totally okay. If you only accomplish half of it, that is okay. But the whole point is that you accomplished something. And I think when we hold on to that, we become closer to God because we're able to say, all right, God, that was your purpose for me today. And I fulfilled it. Even if that purpose is that you didn't throw up your breakfast or you only fainted once, any of those things, they all matter. And I know I keep saying that, but they really do. They matter because you matter and they all matter to God. So I'm going to have to play this back because I have no idea if this made sense because I, I ramble when I'm unscripted. But ultimately, my prayer for you today as you're listening to me is you would know that you matter and that you would recognize all the amazing things that your body can do despite the position that you're in. If you're 
breathing right now, that is a victory. I just wanted to encourage you with that today and let you know that even though today was a real heartbreaker, God was here. He was a part of it. And he used this small mistake that I made to give me an even greater understanding of why we need to give him our worries and give him the big things and trust that when we don't see the big things, that there's a purpose to all the small things that we're doing. So I guess my memory about today and that I can do hard things for the Lord, it's not just going to be a negative memory because I was able to talk to you and I was able to use what he had enlightened me with to encourage you. And that's a pretty good victory. So remember, if God knows all the hairs on your head by number, he knows that everything you do matters. At Chewy, we believe special moments with our pets don't have to cost more money. So you can save on your dog's favorite food, tasty treats for your cat, even prescriptions, all delivered right to your door. Save 30% on your first auto ship order up to $20. Visit Chewy.com today. These days, home is where the everything is. Your work, your gym, the kids' school, your whole life. Xfinity XFi is internet built to handle it all. With XFi, you get the fastest speeds for all your streaming needs, coverage for all your devices, parental controls, and the Xfinity app to control everything. Keep your whole house humming with Xfinity XFi. It's simple, easy, awesome. Go to Xfinity.com slash XFi to learn more. 